So what is more important, an individual or mankind at large? A person or a community whose interests should take precedence? Community interests should take precedent, or individual interests should take precedent. Well, in the USSR, we were always taught that communities' interests have to take precedent. And uh, as they say in English, to make an omelet, you have to crack few eggs. This is why people were constantly crushed for the sake of the mankind. And uh, whenever an individual person was suffering, then uh, they were saying that he's suffering because it's needed for the bright future on one hand. On the other hand, one of Russian classics wrote that the entire goodness of mankind is not worth it if it's going to come at a cost of one child crying once. I'm paraphrasing. So which way is it? So there are actually three ways of looking at it. There's one way of looking at it, that an individual is not important and only when he becomes a part of a greater society, this is when he becomes important. In other words, myself, I'm nothing, but when I'm a part of a bigger picture, then, then when I, this is when I become important. And I'm important only as long as I'm a part of this picture. It's like uh, when I was moving my offices. I have uh, these little things, you know, that I have here. You know, my this shelf was propped by this just because I needed to be a little higher. And my computer was on top of another little thing because I needed, you know, like those little things. And then once I'm moving offices, I'm like, all of this is going to garbage. You know, I for sure will not need this little shelf and little prop and little that in my new place because it was very specific to that, to that office. So those items were needed, but they were needed only as long as I was there. Once I'm not there, I'm not needed. In other words, these items didn't have a value of their own. They only had a value in that specific situation. So one can argue that a person has no value of his own, only as a value of uh, being a part of something greater. That's, that's one way of looking at it. Then there's another way of looking at it, that a person has a value. But when people come together, they have a greater value. Word team... T-E-A-M stands for together each accomplishes more. So I myself, I have a value. But then when I come together with other people, I have a, together we have a greater value than each one of us individually put together. And we see it also from the Jewish law. One Jew is very valuable, but when 10 Jews come together, that's called a minion. It's a whole new entity. They get an additional value. And then there's a third way of looking at it, that... Originally, I have no value at all. I am nothing. I'm meaningless. But when I become a part of something greater, now I am becoming, because of that, not only valuable as a part of something greater, but also as an individual. In other words, it works retroactively. After I am becoming a part of something greater, now I have individual value as well. And I will bring you an example. A letter. One letter means nothing. In Hebrew, there's, not, there's no words which are consistent of one letter. In English, there is like an A, okay? In Russian, there's like a, a, maybe some, you know, words. But e. e, that's right. But in Hebrew, there's not one word which is consistent of one letter. 
So one letter has no meaning. It cannot have any meaning. But then, if I put it together with another letter, now it's a word. So the word has a meaning. But because of that, each letter individually has a meaning. Do you know why? Because now, if I have few letters which are making a verse from the Torah together, once they're put together, now each letter is a part of Torah and each letter is holy. If I have the same letter, I have letter Aleph, and this letter is in the text of Shakespeare in Hebrew. You know, there's like this old Jew who translated uh, Shakespeare into Yiddish, and uh, his book was called uh, Shakespeare in Yiddish, translated and improved. So somebody translated Shakespeare in, into Hebrew, and you have this text with the letter Aleph in it. This letter Aleph has no holiness. Shakespeare doesn't have any holiness. But then the same letter Aleph will be a part of the Torah text, and it's going to be holy. But you'll say the same letter Aleph. The fact that it is a part of something greater makes it holier. So now we know why we Jews are compared to letters in the Torah, because this is exactly how we are looked at. We have an intrinsic value, but this value is there only because we are a part of something greater. Being a part of the Jewish nation makes us also individually special. And the same thing is with the Torah, like I said. And the same thing, by the way, with, with the land of Israel. I want to ask you a question. If I will take a bucket with, a, with a dirt from Israel, with sand from Israel, and will bring it to Baltimore and put it in front of my house, will it be holy land? Will, will my house become house on a holy land? No, it won't. But what do you mean? This bucket was from, from Israel. It is holy only when it's part of that greater holiness. But individually, this bucket means nothing. So in other words, the Torah is insisting on a value of on the intrinsic value of an individual. But this individual has value only because he's part of a greater whole. The Torah does not allow us to ignore the needs of an individual for a greater good. The Torah does not allow us to, to be unjust towards one person, make one innocent person suffer because it's going to be better for, for the greater society. Because individual has an intrinsic value. But this intrinsic value comes only because it's part of a greater society.